This is a Career Channel program from UC San Diego Extension. Visit us at uctv.tv slash careers for videos, employment news, and trend articles to help recent college graduates and those in career transition bridge to better employment. Welcome to Job One at UC San Diego Career Channel. We've got an exciting guest here today that you're going to enjoy meeting. Jared Russell's a longtime friend of mine that has really taken a different career path from me. This guy is Mr. Innovation, Mr. Startup, and in fact is the first executive director of Startup San Diego, which we're going to talk about. Jared, welcome to Job One. It's great to have you with us. Great to be here, Phil. Thanks so much. So we're going to start, Jared. Tell us about Startup San Diego. Absolutely. Thanks, Phil, for the, for the introduction. Um, I'll say a few things. So, you know, Startup San Diego is really a, a community at the end of the day that is highly welcoming, collaborative, and inclusive. Um, as we know with entrepreneurship, there's kind of a headwind in this process of like, I'm inspired by an idea and I want to make that idea real. There's a lot of things that happen along the way. The origin story of Startup San Diego is one in which a lot of founders and entrepreneurs and folks and stakeholders who support that ecosystem in San Diego said, let's just condense a lot of the events that happen throughout the county uh, in one week. And that's San Diego Startup Week. And that happened six years ago. So San Diego Startup Week has really been the signature kind of lightning rod for entrepreneurship and startups uh, in, the, in the region over the last half decade or so. Uh, fast forward, Startup San Diego came out of that as a formal 501c3 nonprofit, uh, which the process started about three years ago. And for the last year and a half, we've been a functioning nonprofit. And I am the organization's first executive director of the last four months. Um, so I'm not going to pretend to know everything. I can give you some indications as to where we're going as an organization. Uh, I would also add that there are so many uh, fantastic men and women that are working on building our innovation economy throughout the county. And I think that's going to be a little bit about what we touch upon today is Startup San Diego is more of a platform for collaboration and cohesion in our community. Uh, because there are so many folks, you talk to anybody who's new to the community, the first thing they'll tell you is that arriving to San Diego, we're incredibly welcoming but they don't always know where to go to do the next most important thing for their entrepreneurial journey. And that's really what we focus on. When we look at the entrepreneur's journey, we divide it into three simple buckets. You're curious about entrepreneurship, you're committed to your entrepreneurship, <laughs> and potentially and ideally and hopefully, you're crushing it. So if I'm a student sitting in my apartment or my dorm right now, mm -hmm. and I've always had a, I'm a freshman or sophomore, right? yeah. I mean, I'm just starting this. I've always wanted to start a business or I've got an idea, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm, I'm 18, I'm 19, right. I'm something. Startup San Diego is a great place for them to sort of check in and learn things and, and meet up with other people. Tell, yeah. tell us what I would do as a student initially. Yeah, um, I think at the end of the day, that it comes down to, to discipline, you know? And I know that sounds a bit of a contrarian because when you have the inspiration or this ideation phase, it's really exciting, right? But oftentimes I feel like people are reluctant to share their dreams and ideas with others for lack of trust. They're that like, oh, if I, be if, I, if I, it'll be stolen, somebody will take that from me. And, and, but yet they, they feel the excitement of the idea and the potentiality of it, and that's almost enough. I would say, no, that's just when the work is beginning. And really, it's about who can you trust in your network? Who, who do you know? What mentors do you have? What talent do you, can you glean from that can help make your idea real? So what does that mean for somebody on campus? So, so we're picturing Phil as a sophomore on campus. He has a eureka moment. Maybe you're, <laughs> maybe you're studying economics or you're studying computer engineering, and you're like, I see a problem that the world is facing. I see a community that I can help. 
the worst thing you could do is not share that idea and not build it. The best thing that you can do is find a way to build it. If you can build it yourself, then go for it. The next thing is testing it. If you can't build it yourself, then you have to find people that you trust to start sharing the idea because that's when it starts to get legs. You go from ideate, you go from inspiration to ideation. Then you start to tinker. This is like the lab to market, minimum viable product, rapid prototyping model where you say, okay, let me get to market so I can start to understand if what I'm thinking is actually has some kind of product market fit, that there's a need out there. Is there a way to protect your idea short of telling five people that you swear to secrecy? Yeah, I mean, so, so there's, if it's super early stage and you have folks that you trust, like I would, if I had an idea tomorrow, I would share it with you because I trust you and that's my own kind of social contract with you. Right. If you're sharing it with somebody that you think is in a position to maximize off of it, then yeah, you might want an NDA. Uh, you know, you might want to try and get intellectual property early, but generally speaking, the odds of that idea being stolen are much, much less than the odds of you not doing it. And an NDA is a non-disclosure agreement, Correct. right? Something you right. sign that says, look, I'm going to tell you my idea and you right. can't right. steal it. And then the me. next thing I would say is that a lot of campuses now, I don't know about the community colleges, I hope they have these resources. I went to Miracosta before I went to UCSD, so I'm, I kind of look at the whole life cycle of the university education in the county is if there are incubators on campus or entrepreneurship programs or certificates uh, that, that students connect with those programs on campus to understand what the next most important thing is that they should do. There's a lot of things that we all need to do. I'm sure there's days where you feel overwhelmed. I feel overwhelmed with certain things, right? Yep. We always have to say, what are our priorities? The same in building out a startup or an entrepreneurial idea is like, what's the next biggest question that I need to answer, right? And at some point that will be protect your IP, Right. Are there clubs you would recommend on campus at a typical university? We're, yeah, we're so, not just talking UC San Diego, but right. The, so broadly speaking, I'll just give you an example of the kind of incubator launch pad programs. Uh, so UCSD has the basement, right, and then they've also got Rady uh, School of Management, mm-hmm. which I think offer great resources on campus at UCSD. Uh, and it, there's also the Design School, which can help with some of this. Uh, at USD, there is the Brink. Um, that's, a, that's a program for small business and also a, a, a kind of a mentorship program and, and incubator. Uh, and then finally at SDSU, there is the um, Zip Launchpad at the Zon School. So there's, there's, acceler- there's incubators on all three of the major universities. Uh, so should they go through that path before they come to a startup San Diego? Are, are you oh, no, they can, do, they can do both in parallel. So, okay. and so that's, a, that's an interesting thing. So think about this in three buckets. You have what's happening on campus. You have what's happening in the market. So I talked a little bit about getting your idea from lab to market. Get your idea out there and test it so that it's not just sitting in your head, not just sitting on paper, not just sitting in classroom or in the lab, but actually testing it for the market, right? So, so you've got what's happening on campus, testing in the market, and then the third piece is actually connecting to the community. And I think that that is far too often where we could do a better job in the community is actually getting um, students and students getting themselves off of campus to kind of participate early on in the innovation community. I feel like far too often and far too late in a student's academic career are they realizing what a robust startup and innovation ecosystem we have here. They're focused on maybe some of the big names and the big targets, and if they don't get into one of those um, major outfits, then we often lose them to another city or state. And the support on campus seems to be growing. Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, It's exciting for campuses to have these innovative people that come up with these ideas, and it's a great 
it's great PR for them to show Absolutely. how they nurtured this idea yeah. that became became this company. When you talk about the real world and putting out that, that would be taking your idea to potential clients and say, if Customers, there was a partners. software that did mm-hmm. this, or an yep. app, or if there was a product, would that be a good idea? And if they go, well, no, somebody's already done that. Okay, well then, or and they might wow, hear they might that hear would no be a great idea if, yeah. we, if somebody could do that. Well, and that's where the persistence. They might, you know, odds are they're not going to hear that right away. They're going to hear the latter, which is like somebody's already done that. Um, and and instead, I think that's where the persistence, the iteration, the, like that the first no, that doesn't mean that your idea is bad. That's why you have to keep on it and keep <laughs> if testing. If we stopped at the first no in our lives, right? my gosh. We wouldn't get anything done. We have to test. We have to iterate. We have to be have the courage to experiment and then listen to the advice we get. So, and not give up. Absolutely. Right? You're going to get a lot of no's before somebody goes, right. ha-ha. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and the role of, for example, mentorship as the as the, the idea matures, the role of mentorship is pretty profound. Like there was a, a small business association stat a while back that said that um, 70% of organizations that got mentorship, so small business startup, uh, lasted twice, they were twice as likely to go past five years than those that did not. Right. And so, you know, whether you call that a mentor or you have close friends, like I would go to you for advice on something. And I'm fortunate to have people like that in my life. And I think that um, if if a student feels alone in their idea, that in and of itself is the problem that we have to fix. They should have a professor. They should have someone to go to for their ideation that they can start to kind of go on to the next most important thing. And that's really, I think, frankly, uh, the problem for the county is really this sense of wayfinding because we have a we have a situation now where we're starting to get abundance of opportunities and people and organizations working on supporting this entrepreneurial journey right where we happen to focus at startup at san diego is taking the leap taking the leap from curious to committed right and that if we can get more folks to take the leap and committed means that you are doing you are building out your idea full-time you're hiring people Right? And that you know what your market's like and you've tested it and you have customers. So the more that we can get people to transition from their curiosity to their commitment, I think that's where we're uniquely positioned to really support the community. And there's a lot of folks that are helping in the committed uh, and crushing it stage. Yeah. And we find that in, in the job world or creative world, there, there's two paths. We talk about mentors and how important they are. They tend to be more sounding boards, more you're right. onto something here. Mm-hmm. I'll be a sounding board. I'll connect you with people. And then there are sponsors that say, you're onto something. Mm-hmm. Come with me. Right. We're going to develop this mm-hmm. together. So a mentor may not be your first funder, probably won't be your first chairman of the board or your first right. uh, employee, but your sponsor might because yeah. they can really, I mean, they're hooking arms with you and saying, we're going to make this work. Mm-hmm. So and you need both. Yep. Right? And, and maybe both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yep. The sponsor well, that's... may have too much influence yep. that maybe a mentor. So look, think about both of those things. Yeah, well, and eventually those people might be your board advisors. Mm-hmm. Right? And those, the, so they're actually in a more formal role supporting the growth of, of your idea. Short of keeping the idea to yourself, which is right. a shame. I mean, if you're yeah. going to do anything. Odds are, if you keep it to yourself, try. odds are it's going to go to the grave with you. And that's what we want people to share. Yeah. And. Get out of your comfort zone. Yep. And you may have three or four or five ideas. Yep. And the fifth one is the one that, right. that hits. Yeah. And, and you know, the other thing I'll add is that, that there are so many startups, and I meant to say this earlier, there are so many startups doing amazing things in this county. 
everything from kind of consumer apps through to internet security and blockchain. Um, if you don't have an idea yet, that doesn't mean you can't participate in the startup community. And sometimes the timing might hit when you're in your 40s now. And you join and you get involved yep. to look for ideas. So maybe it's right? a work you study program. You don't have to program. walk in there with the yeah. idea. So it could be a work study program. It can be an internship. It can be a part-time job. There's a lot of ways. Job to, shadowing is another and, way to yeah, get ideas. And, and that's really needed in the, in the community. So I would encourage students to also just, if they don't have their eureka moment, then the best thing they can do is be ready for when it happens. And part of that is understanding what it means to work at a startup. Because essentially, eventually, they'll be managing one. Um, and the last thing I'll add, too, is that uh, you know, where we're operating as a nonprofit organization is in this world of economic development. And what we really want to see at the end of the day is a, is a more robust, inclusive process for folks who want to enter the entrepreneurship and startup ecosystem to get in there. And that's generational work. I mean, there's interesting stats that I've been seeing, and I've actually got a UCSD team looking into some of this for me. But um, an interesting stat that I heard from Arlen Hamilton, who was our last keynote speaker at, San Diego, at Startup San Diego's um, San Diego Startup Week, she, uh, she mentioned that I think it's 90% of venture capital money in the U.S. goes to straight white men. Right, ninety percent. Ninety percent. Now I haven't fact checked that, but as yeah. a, as a as a construct, what we're trying to do is generational work, and if we have more inclusivity in the economic development process, that's better outcomes for the entire community. Right, and that's what we want to see. You know, and so that's why when we say we're highly collaborative, highly inclusive, and we're a learning platform for everyone, we don't like San Diego Startup Week cost sixty dollars, seventy dollars, I think was what we charged last year. Convergence, I'm not sure the prices, but it'll be affordable for students. Um, but then we also have a, a mentor program where it's called Mentor Nights. It's almost like speed dating to find mentors, uh, which is going to be for folks who are kind of closer to commitment to their entrepreneurship. They've already got clients, and we're really trying to help them take the leap. So that might work for some students. So um, there's lots of things, Jared, going tons. on all year, not oh, just yeah. startup week. Yep, yep. we've got okay. first Mondays for networking. Um, there's all kinds of stuff. So if they visit the website, okay. if folks follow our newsletter, um, there's going to be a lot that, that um, we'll be sharing in the, in the coming months. What's your feeling, Jared, on going it alone? I've got an idea, and I want to maximize it myself versus bringing a team of two or three people in on, mm-hmm. the, on the project. Right. Do you have a, advice on one or the other? Yeah, there's, there's sort of this mystique of the lone wolf, um, you know, kind of... I did it my way. did it my way. I did it solo. And that certainly can and will work for some people, depending on, A, their personality type, and, B, the nature of the idea, and their skill set. Right? If somebody has that personality type for that, their idea is very nimble and disruptive that they can do in a pretty concise way, and they have the skills to do it, then maybe they can bootstrap and at least get the, it flowing from the beginning on their own. My sense is that most people, um, while you might have some iteration in the beginning, most people are going to need a team around them. Yeah. But for all three reasons that I just mentioned before, uh, so I, I, I do. I know that's an image that is out there, and it does work for many a successful founder. But I think, as a general principle, it's it's more likelihood the, and, the likelihood of success increases in a team, and it's also it's more fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's more fun, right? No, I, it is. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I, I like to say in team in teamwork like that. If you're over 21, is beer for big ideas and coffee for getting them done? Yeah, we're much more creative with a cold beer in front of us, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Um, and also, you may have the idea but not know how to implement it, 
and you may need somebody that understands finance, somebody that understands venture capital, to, or somebody that can produce the idea that yep. you have, you yep. know, especially an app or a software. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about money, because I'm afraid a lot of the entrepreneurs go, oh, if I had some money, mm-hmm. I could create this, or I could pay somebody to create what I, my idea. Mm-hmm. Sort of back to you don't have to be yep. able to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Just out of school, you're still in school, and you say, if I had money, I would pursue this idea, but I don't have money. What would you say to those young people? There's a a few different things at play with that. Um, You always have friends and family around that lots of startups will have, right? But maybe friends and family aren't going to have the capital to invest, right? A lot of campus programs now in their incubator programs have incentive structures where you can move toward either securing those resources on campus and or getting in front of people who will provide that for you. Um, So assuming we're talking about on campus, those are sort of the areas. There's also something called the dorm room fund, which is uh, really focused. It's very popular on the East Coast. I don't think it's here in San Diego yet, but it would be something that I'd love to see, which is I think it's like something along the lines of $50,000 disbursements to make sure that we get this, remember that classroom to market or lab to market Mm -hmm. principle I talked about? It's to help with that. That's the dorm room fund. While you're still in the dorm, you still you, you can secure some capital to take your idea and make it real or scale it. Um, so this comes up time and again that what when you ask a founder or entrepreneur in, in San Diego, what is it that you need? They say, we need more money, we need more talent, we need more customers, and then we need it to be easier to, to manage our business, like things like employee benefits and, and uh, talent retention. That's all we need? Those That's four all things? we need are those four Everything things. Else and those are, those are ecosystem resources. <laughs> what I would argue is that San Diego already has a substantial amount of capital floating around. Um, there's a lot of angel investors. There are, like, and Tech Coast Angels is a great example of a, a, of a group that kind of centralizes those resources and opportunities. I would focus first on building out a really good idea. When you, when you have the right idea and you're putting enough time into it and you're patient as, a, as an entrepreneur and founder, the money will come. Whether that comes from San Diego or maybe some of the initial pre-seed money or you get into an incubator, with the right ideas, the money will come. And I think far too often what I see happening is that someone will get the inkling of an idea. They don't want to test the market. They don't, want to, they don't really want to do the next most important thing. They want to cut the whole process and get venture money. So they go to like San Diego Venture Group, right? Like I'm good friends with Mike Cran, love the guy. And what I could imagine is happening sometimes is he's getting a lot of unsolicited requests of folks who just aren't ready for venture money yet. So what I would tell, tell students is do the front-end work and be patient in building out your process, right? And then the money will come. We want to be able to help with that, too. And how about participating in these sort of kickstart things where there's a contest that you win $10,000 or $50,000? I've been judges to several of those, and I, I sort of thought, oh, it's a great idea, but your presentation is awful. Mm-hmm. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to fund you with that sort of presentation. Right. The importance of the being able to talk about your idea, present it convincingly, yeah. succinctly, and with energy and excitement mm-hmm. without appearing flaky, yeah. I think is so important to the to yeah. moving these things along. Right. Don't you? Yeah. I would, I mean, so I, I, I follow that thought and what I would say is that that's where practice is really important. So there is something in San Diego, it's run by the Kauffman Foundation uh, and it's called One Million Cups 
and I think it's every Wednesday morning um, over here in Little Italy. Uh, you can basically, it's like open mic pitch for practicing your business idea. So Really? Yeah, so if you and I came like up with karaoke an idea. So you and I, uh, after this, we could come up with an idea that's like how to improve, I mean, I'm looking at the parking structure here, how to improve, you know, transparency of parking space availability to save driver time and money. You and I can go pitch that next week with a rough sketch and just get feedback from the community. That's the kind of stuff where I'm talking about. Don't just sit in the classroom. Don't just sit and talk amongst ourselves. Share with the community. So... There's that. We have what's called Founders Fight Club and we also at Startup San Diego, and that's going to be at Convergence, where everybody's kind of watching this really fun pitch. We just finished, um, we as a community, and it was San Diego Venture Group and Tech Coast Angels just had a quick pitch where there mm-hmm. was a massive, you know, multi-thousand dollar prize. I think it was a total of $100,000 in prize money or 50. I can't remember exactly how much. But there was, you know, were great pitches in that. And so, yeah, practicing the art of the pitch is really important. And I think the most important thing with that is practice. We're starting yeah. to get more opportunities to do that in San Diego. The incubator programs on campuses will also provide that type of training. Um, so that's a great way to secure that process. Yeah, I tell young people to videotape your presentation yeah. and then play and say, would I invest in this idea? Right, right. Well, oh, my gosh, no, yeah. the guy stuttered and he rambled. Oh. And, okay, take 20 Yeah, well, till well, you get it down it pat. Comes, well, and it also comes down to, to authenticity, right? Like, I hope that viewers watching this, because we've known each other for a while, because we care about what we're talking about, that that authenticity comes through. And at the end of the day, that's what an entrepreneur has to have. And so, you know, I was at, a, at an event recently where... Um, the, the the governor of Colorado who used to be the mayor of Denver. Hickenlooper? Hickenlooper. Yep. John Hickenlooper. Great guy. The, what he said that stru- resonated with me the most, he used to say this as mayor, was that collaboration moves at the speed of trust. Okay, so to me, Great the more that we pick something that we care about, right? So so don't, don't just pick an opportunity because it's there. I mean, f- folks can do that if they want to, but I think what has the ultimate... Um, likelihood of success is picking a problem or a scalable solution that we care about because you're going to spend a lot of time on it as an entrepreneur and then building out an authentic pathway by which that might succeed. People are going to see that. Investors are going to see that. Stakeholders, mentors. So it's build trust the right way, which is, right, it's integrity. It's following through on what you're going to do. It's being transparent in the, these processes and also just doing something that you care about. Yeah, because they're investing in you. Exactly. As much as the idea, because yep. you're the source of the idea. Yep. And if they don't trust you, they're, they're going to pass right. on the idea. Because there's, as you say, in these, in these contracts, mm-hmm. there's another 15 right after you. Right. So. Yeah, and, and, and this is a balance. Like, there's always a paradox in entrepreneurship, but it, it's like you have to have enough of the answers to instill the fact that you've been thinking about this. But it's also, I find in life, okay to be vulnerable if you don't have all the answers. In fact, that's when people know how they can help you. Right? So just like I came up here, I'm, I've been on this job four months. There's a lot to figure out. And by the way, we're volunteer-led, meaning a lot of the volunteers and community members that support Startup San Diego, they're the ones that make this happen, not me. I'm just here supporting them. Right? Like Startup Week, San Diego Startup Week happens because 100 volunteers are working really hard to make it happen. When we have our uh, kind of bi-weekly meetings as a Startup San Diego community, there's 20 to 30 volunteers who are working to make this a better ecosystem, right? So 
they're also showing that there's tons of integrity and that, that they, they trust the outcomes of what we're all trying to so do. So it's a great place for students to volunteer just to also, be rubbing elbows and associated it. with highly yeah. motivated people and yeah. say, I could do that. If Absolutely. she could do that, I could do that. It's a great right? way to, to, to authentically yeah. build your network by saying, hey, I'm rolling up my sleeves and nurturing the community. And that was the third bucket that I would that I was kind of that you asked me about earlier is like understand and explore what's happening on campus. Test your market with your idea so you know that you're actually onto something and nurture community for the sake of community. Like that's the authentic path that we can all kind of interact with our environment and I think paying it forward. Um, that's really what we want to do is we want to support entrepreneurs in their journey and we also want to create opportunities for entrepreneurs who are further along or successful in that journey to give back to those who are at an earlier stage yeah. than them. What's the profile of somebody who shouldn't think about starting yeah, that's, an that's an interesting. That's an interesting question. I think that's something that a lot of our society grapples with right now because so much of the success that is highlighted right now is done by these unicorn startups who have scaled super fast and are really changing the world. And sometimes the conversation is for the better or for worse, depending on right. the company and the time of year, right? Um, so my sense is that they're going to solve more problems than they create, right, as startups and as, as change agents. And that's why I'm, I can do this work and feel really excited about it. Now, in terms of who, if, if somebody, like, who is right or wrong for entrepreneurship, I don't have a perfect formula for that. But what I would say is that if someone's risk-averse, you know, by definition, we're spending time on something that may or may not work. And so if people really need to feel like I'm spending my time, money, and leveraging my contacts for something that may or may not work, if it's somebody who's highly risk averse, then it's probably not the right fit because they're going to get, they might get paralyzed unless they're trying to really push themselves and grow out of that. But it has to be very intentional. Um, you know, beyond that, uh, being able to think creatively amidst a lot of uncertainty. There's, yeah. there's kind of two different, there's uh -huh. like the consequence of time wasted and there's, a, there's also the benefit of the sense of abundance of I can do anything and so how do I find the right path within that freedom? Not, yeah. It's not always, that's not always comfortable for everybody. Yeah, we find that uh, if you function best in structure, mm -hmm. right? I go to the office at 8 o'clock in the morning, yeah. I have my 15 minute break midday, I have lunch from 12 to 1, I know this paycheck is going to come in my bank account every two weeks. And that's important to you, and it could be your upbringing, it could be your lifestyle, it could be the reality of uh, having my first child. I mean, stuff happens to us. Yeah. But if this time in your life isn't right, admit that. And mm -hmm. don't, don't try to force yourself to be creative and lackadaisical and, and couch surfing is fine with me for the next five years. If it's not, admit that. Right. But maybe later in your life, might be the right time for you. But I always say I hope everybody has some sort of entrepreneurial experience in their life. It might be selling vegetables they grow in their backyard at a farmer's market. Right. It might, it might be that simplistic. Yeah. But I hope somebody does it, uh, has that opportunity. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you're spot on. And, and I feel like the best thing that all of us can do in our career path is be authentic with where we're at in our career path and think about, spend some time to think about where we want to go. And that because of how fast things move and how often we might be in front of our phones or the next thing that we have to do each day, I don't know if we afford ourselves enough time to, to check in and say, you know, am I doing this for the right reasons? Is this the right fit for me? And, uh, and who's to say that if a startup isn't in the cards 
at least as an idea or a eureka moment one yeah. year that you might not have one the following. Most students coming out of college and most of us, especially now with how fast things are changing, yeah, there's going to be a portion of the community that has a direct path to the next thing that elevates them to kind of feeling like they have self-actualized. But yeah. most of us are constantly chasing the next thing. And I think as long as we have eyes forward the next five years, um, that's always a good practice. And maybe maybe that does the next five years have a startup in the cards. Maybe it doesn't. But that's also... yeah. It's okay to have a windy path. I had no idea that it would bring me here to start up San Diego, but I was hoping that it would keep me here in my hometown that is San Diego. So. And I'll follow for the next 5, 10, 20 years and find keep out me where, accountable. where Jared Russell will end up. Keep me accountable, Phil. Somewhere Blair. in here. Um, my overlapping philosophy is I want everybody to wake up in the morning excited to go to work in the morning. That's 10% of Americans. Job one is all about finding what your passion is that you wake up in the morning because you've got an exciting idea that you want to experiment with, you want to bounce it off of other people, you want to be around other exciting, energized people. And entrepreneurship is one of that. And Startup Week, and go to the website for sure, and you'll see lots of information about it. Thank you for joining us today, and look forward to the next segment of Job One at UC San Diego Career Channel. Thank you.